Welcome to Love in the Love Boat, a fond and funny look back on the world's greatest cruise ship-based television show. I'm Ishvan, singer, songwriter, and TV fanatic. And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast. Join us as we relive episodes of one of the most watched TV series of all time. Occasionally deviating to pop culture charts unknown. So come aboard. We're expecting you for another edition of Loving the the Love Boat. Boat. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Hello, Michelle. I just have to say something. I'm in a lot of pain right now. Pain? Yes, I fell on my way down to the studio, and I hurt my back. (laughs) So you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Oh, man. You know what? I will be suing you. I guess the only upside for me is that maybe I get to meet Shirley Jones at some point. Maybe. (laughs) Or finally you're uh, a Lander's sister. Oh, please. (laughs) But I'm in a lot of pain right now. Well, yeah, Ah. you and me both. (laughs) All right, you guys, because we're back on the boat, and uh, you know what? I got to admit, I wasn't as crazy about this episode as nearly as much as I was the previous episode. Michelle, how about you? I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's going to make for the most- There's one main reason why. Well, what is it? Brett Summers. Oh, yeah, you love Brett Summers. I love Brett Summers. Uh, Are there any other Match Game fanatics out there? That's, that's, I mean, that's how I or know her the most, Jack right? Jack Klugman, ex-wives. Yeah, well, I mean, like, were you following them via People magazine? <laughs> I was when I was nine years old. I was I very always, invested in their marriage. I know that you enjoy Match Game very I much. Do. And I just, I love her. Yeah, I love her on that show. I love her glasses. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just, she has awesome glasses on once again. <laughs> well, um, let's. Let's kick it. Let's let's get. Uh, let me just quickly do the storylines, and then we can get into our wonderful cast. Hang on. Today we have "The Man Who Loved Women" by Howard Albrecht and Saul Weinstein. We have "A Different Girl" by Cynthia Santilla, written by a woman. Yeah, I and like, like a like first time. Out. Yeah, from this time, and and a, and a single. Like I don't know that she's single, but you know, just a person writing independently. Cynthia but it kind, of, it kind of makes sense with the storyline, the plot line when we get into it, that a woman wrote that. And finally, we have Oh My Aching Brother, written by Michelle. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Written right by, out of my playbook, my cruise playbook. By Bruce Howard. Uh, all right, so let's do it. Let's start with your favorite. Who's on this cruise? Uh, Brett Summers, as I have mentioned. Uh, Bess Armstrong. She plays Laura Stratton. Why did you say pose that in a question? I don't yes, know. she is on the ship. Bess well, Armstrong. interesting fun fact. I'm like, gosh, she looks familiar. She looks familiar. She was um, Claire Dane's mom in my so-called life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I forgot all about that. We watch that all the time too. I did. I love that show. Yeah, she was super cute on this. She was really cute. I mean, she had a great like 1970s look about her. Yes. Grant Goodeve. Yes, Grant Goodeve, kind of a person. There was a few people in it growing up. Han Solo, Grant Goodeve, these are the people that I wished if I ever had an older brother. <laughs> Him on eight is enough. He was so, uh, he just was nice. He was a good older brother. On, on this, he plays Captain Dave Stratton. Yeah, not the greatest of guys necessarily on this. Nope. We got one of my favorites, Sonny Bono. <laughs> I love Sonny Bono. I but do too. This is not the role that I'm waiting for. Everybody know. knows the role that I'm waiting for. And I would imagine you where Sonny Bono comes on as sort of like an Alice Cooper kiss sort of rock star. I am just dying. Other than my Billy Barty fascination, I cannot <laughs> wait for maybe that one more than any other show. You think Sonny Bono and I are the same height? Oh, I don't know. He, he was a, a diminutive person, <laughs> he right? He sure was. 
Yeah, but he's great. He's super likable. I like Sonny Bono very much. I think he's awesome. Um, who else? We have Catherine Damon, plays Charlotte, one of the three ladies on the cruise. Uh, she was in Soap, but you said you never watched Soap. Uh, maybe one or two episodes. It just was not my thing. But I, oh, She was the I main vividly... character. They have a lot of people from Soap, I noticed, on the love boat. Okay. Who else? And then we have, uh, you know, David Doyle. Yes, yeah, see, I, this is a person I don't know by name, but of course I know him as Bosley. Yes, of course. There's there no many way... names on this ship. Yeah, yeah, wait. He is known as Alvin... He is known as Vinny. He is known as McNair. And he is also known, known as my favorite name because it's from Planet of the Apes, Cornelius. <laughs> More 1970s madness. I thought McNair was a weird one, though. Very strange. <laughs> then you have your favorite? Guys, you know, I've talked about Barbie Benton and how much like I think she's so very cute. But this is another person as like an eight-year-old that what I would have seen on television and would have had the hugest crush on Judy Landers is on the ship. What about Audrey Landers? I liked them both. The Landers sisters, <laughs> they had captivated me as a, as a young <laughs> lad. That's some amazing hair, too. She's incredible. I love her. So She's just like, you know why? Because she's, she's like old school, like for me, like when I was a kid, pretty. But also she's like, she was always played like a simple person, like a simple-minded, sweet person. And, and then when you're like a, a little boy, it's like you could relate to her or something <laughs> like that. She seemed nice. I'd like to, because I'm sure she's not like that in real life. I, I, I would like to know if she got tired of acting like that over and over again in shows. I don't, yeah, may, probably. I mm -hmm. don't know. If you're cashing checks, man, maybe it's, know, it's it'd true. be fine. It's just like you put on the costume and you go do the ditzy thing and then you... You're on TV, and it's just like... It's true. Uh, next, I have Joanne Flug. She played Bonnie Stokes. Okay. The only notable thing I could see is she was another really attractive woman. Uh, she was in MASH. And then we already mentioned Brett Summers, and then the, the crazy Marty Ingalls. No, he, that's what, what I was saying up front. He was married to, to... Shirley Jones. Right, wasn't he? Yeah, it's like the oddest pairing. Why, though? Who is he? I don't know who he is. Just seemed crazy, and if you ever listened to Howard Stern, he would call up Howard Stern a lot. He just was like a he's a loose cannon. I know, and, but it doesn't like that's the thing. Who is the guy? I mean, he's on this, but what what was he known for? He's you know, done a lot of TV shows, somewhat of a comedian. Okay, uh, he just I know of him as being like a wild and sort of like a guy like who would sort of like spill the tea on like old Hollywood or something like that. But I, I never knew who he was like. Just seemed like an odd person. He and Shirley Jones just seemed to make an odd pairing to me. Yeah. That's that's the roundup of the cast. All right, guys. I was not thrilled with this episode. Nowhere near our last episode. There's no skateboarding. <laughs> There's no passionate kissing. <laughs> no. Or yes, there is, kind of, right? Can but, we just pretend, Michelle, that, that this is really Bosley from, like, Sure, I do it all the time. I call people from their other character names from other shows. But I'm just saying, can we like actually pretend this is, Bo you know, he has all these fake names that he's literally on vacation on this cruise. Like a crossover episode? Yeah, and that this is what he does in his spare time. He's sort of like a Casanova and he goes on cruises. <laughs> could be. Can we pretend that at least? Sure. It'll make it more interesting to me. Because he, he comes on and he immediately is hurling his charm at every single woman he encounters. The pleasure was almost mine, Miss uh, Stokes, Bonnie Stokes. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I must have my head in the cloud. It's the first time I've been on a ship. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh well, then you have to let me show you around. Uh, say eight o'clock, cocktails on the Lido deck. Uh, wind in our hair, moon at our fingertips. 
you one of those cruise ship Casanovas, aren't you? You better believe it. <laughs> Say, well, it, it, it's kind of sudden. Oh, you? as I see it, we don't have a moment to waste. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Um, Alvin. But my friends call me... Uh, Vinny. Yes, right, right. Well, it suits you. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll see you later, Vinny. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Vinny. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Remarkably, within the first, what, 20 minutes of the cruise, he's made like three dates? Yes. Yes, three, absolutely. Three, all in the same evening, but just different time slots. Yeah. But the catch is, they're friends and roommates on the cruise together. This would be acceptable roommates, though, right? On a cruise? Yeah. One, you know, they each have their own issues. Death of a husband, can't move on. Newly divorced, Brett Summers. And then uh, the other woman, she just can't trust a man. Yeah. So they all have issues with men. And who's who better than to help get them past that than Bosley? I could give you endless answers <laughs> to that. You know, we had a really nice uh, message from former guest Stacy, And she had commented on how she felt that Bosley, David Doyle, did a good job of sort of like um, balancing both sides of this character. And I don't dispute that. I just find it really, really hard to take him seriously as sort of like a desirable man, Casanova of any kind. And so I was just struggling with but That's fair this. enough. But I guess they, they didn't make him an outwardly creepy guy. I mean, there always are some characters on there where they're totally like kind of over the top, you know, trying to hook up with women. And, and he was kind of like under the radar. Maybe that's why I'm having a difficult time because the subtlety of his character is <laughs> Maybe. too much for me. I need it to be hitting me over the head to understand what I'm dealing with on the show because this one left me completely. By the time we get to the end of this cruise, I'm going to be exhausted and need to lay down, you guys. <laughs> so now hang on. We also have Grant Goodeve, and he comes on in what? He's related to the captain or no? He's the captain's godson. Ah. So the captain is very invested in this couple. And he's coming on with his wife, who is played by Bess Armstrong. Mm -hmm. And we find out that he was he's in the Army, and he was deployed for two years to Turkey. Oh, we got all kinds of information up front on these guys. Excuse me, there will be no hugging on my ship unless I can get in on it. <laughs> oh, I know you three know each other. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> Julie, this is Dave Stanton Hi. and his wife, Laura. Hi. And Dave is my best friend's boy. In fact, he's my godson. Oh, and I thought we were the only ones who called you the Godfather. <laughs> well, how do you like it so far? Oh, it's everything you promised. We've been waiting for this for two years. I can hardly believe it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, Dave. We've got a lot to talk over. Right, I'll call you in about a week. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> your cruise. Honeymoon, right, sir? Well, a uh, belated honeymoon. Hmm. Oh, you see, uh... He's a captain in the army, and uh, he was sent right to Turkey as soon as he was married. Well, Laura had to stay in the States. How come? The mother was very sick. Tell me. Mm, two years apart. Not much of a way to start a marriage. Let's hope they can start it here. As I had stated earlier, I'd hurt my back when I had fallen down the stairs on my way to the studio. I had uh, taken a cue and a lesson from the brothers played by Marty Ingalls and Sonny Bono. I wrote them down as the Flim Flam brothers. 
That's old. That's an old timey term for you, Michelle, right? Yeah, you know, I like the old timey <laughs> terms. I like a good uh, grift. Right. So, <laughs> well, they're on. I mean, they are on the ship to specifically, basically, you know, what is that called when people do that? Like a slip and fall. Yeah. And pull some sort of thing so they can sue the the cruise line. Yeah. Marty Engels is and pretty appropriately cast for him being a wild kind of a wacky guy in real life. He's pushing Sonny Bono to do this. And Sonny Bono kind of doesn't want to. No. And he lucky him. He catches the eye and vice versa of the beautiful Judy Landers. And he would much <laughs> rather be dealing with her throughout the cruise. And I cannot blame him for that. Shocking. She went for him over Marty Ingalls and is unbuttoned all the way to the bottom shirt and gold chains. Yeah, he constantly. I, I noticed that he had that open the entire time. He did. Well, you got to have your, your shirt wide open, have a little breeze going when you're constantly coaching your brother in how to take the Pacific Princess for all it's got. Oh, oh my back. I hurt my back. My back. Oh, oh, my. What's the matter? Well, you're not going to win an Academy Award with that. That's what it's just right. not. There's something, it isn't, there's something missing. Agony. 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 Anguish. That's it, anguish. I'll give it to this episode, Michelle, that there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. People are working really, really hard, especially Bosley, because <laughs> he has met one of the roommates thus far, but it isn't long after that that he meets uh, another one. And he throws not only a smooth line to her, but also uh, a brand new name. Oh, thank you. I'm Anita Carmichael. It's a present for my ex-husband. It never did work, but then again, neither did he. <laughs> oh, I think that does it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You're bleeding. What can I do for you? Have dinner with me. A late dinner under the starry skies, the rippling waters. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'll meet you here at 10. I'll bring the band-aids. <laughs> I mean... After all, you bled for me. The least I can do is break bread with you. <laughs> if we're going to be an item, shouldn't I know your name? Oh, uh, McNair. McNair? What a darling first name. I'll see you at 10. Don't they just hook up immediately? I don't know. I, like, I, it, it, maybe. I think they did. I think, like, as he, you know, sleeps with each of these women at various points of the cruise, I believe they were right, right off the bat. No, I, I, they are, were the first to do it, but I don't think it was that quick. I think that they did have a date first, right? They, they were on, like, the deck of the ship, and he brought, like, a picnic basket with him, you know? And it was after that. So it hasn't happened yet. Because at some point, the ladies—see, the ladies all need to, like, speak to one another. They all gather together and discuss the fact that they have all met some really nice guy, not knowing that each one of them has met the same man. I haven't seen this much confetti since your wedding to Nick. Who shall hereafter be known as Nick the Nothing. 
You know, it would have been more appropriate to throw a little confetti at the divorce. Well, at least when you're single, they can't divorce you. No, all they can do is put on their Adidas and jog over your heart a few times. Oh, do I know that feeling. So why did I let this fellow talk me into having cocktails tonight, hmm? I'm going to call it off. No, you're not. When you fall off the horse, they're supposed to get right back on. I'm meeting someone, too. You're kidding. Seems like a very nice fellow. You know what? I think there's a wave of musk attacking this ship. <laughs> I have a day, too. A late day. What do you say we all cancel? Yeah, man. Who needs them? We, we do. do. <laughs> well, how about Sonny Bono getting hurt on the shuffleboard court? How about it? <laughs> Perfect timing where she threw the little disc right into his foot. <laughs> when she was with, like, Dober or whatever from coach is that who it was no i don't know it was just a, it was another big <laughs> kind of looked like him it was a blonde lummox of some it was kind. an odd person for her to be with but um <laughs> so that worked right into their favor yeah and then like they're trying to figure it out and then a beautiful beautiful fate lends a hand when she's doing your favorite shuffleboarding on the deck of the ship i love shuffleboarding. and then it hits him and he literally does fall down and then they exaggerate the entire thing please get up and look for something slippery mm-hmm. I, I said, will you stand up and look for something slippery now? Come on. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Joe. Would you please shoot, Rita? Oh, 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 oh. Well, when you're near me, I'm just, I'm just absolutely fine. Oh, no, it's not this man. It's first, look at that. Would everybody please? Now, come on, stand back now and give him some air. Everybody give him some air, okay? Roll your eyes. Come on, roll your, this is it. Roll your eyes. Now, please, this is my brother. This is my brother, and he's been seriously hurt. And uh, you are all, every one of you, we are witnesses here to the gross negligence of proper precautions on the ship. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know about negligence. I mean, I just saw a guy fall down, that's all. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, 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 my back. My back, I hurt my back when I fell down. What'd you say? What? Oh, my back, I hurt my back real bad when I fell down. No, oh. You could see, though, and hear from the clip that Isaac's not buying it. No, Isaac's smart, man. He knows what's up. So they go back to the cabin, and then, you know, eventually Doc comes to check him out. (laughs) That part was super funny to me. (laughs) Because I love the way that he was overacting. And trying to like ham it up according to what he was doing. I thought he did a really good job. Not bad at all. In fact, I think his lungs are perfect. Michelle, did you watch Sonny and Cher? Always. So did I. I loved Sonny and Cher so much. I watched that all the time too. Like that was a show that you like never missed. It was incredible. They were incredible together. And I yeah. always enjoyed when uh, Chaz would come on. Oh, that was my favorite. Because mm-hmm, we were like probably around the same age, all of us. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody like me on the show. It was very cute, though. That, mm-hmm. that show was a cute show. I, I, I mean, I can't even remember be the same thing of like watching that as it is watching this again. Because I haven't seen those since uh, we were little. But again, it's the, the golden age of variety shows. And just funny skits and all of those things were just fun. When you were a kid, it was just light and easy and enjoyable to watch all that stuff that's also another dream woman of yours who share oh i keep proposing to share now (laughs) 
like she's so outspoken and I love that she is and she's really like she takes everything head on and I think that she I think she she's likes great. a younger man yeah I'm Italian too I think that might help <laughs> you have a good head of I'm hair. always trying <laughs> I saw her beautiful house in like Malibu it's like I could move right into that thing. <laughs> I got no problems with that whatsoever I'll knock you down the stairs again and I take off <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Let's get back to the Cialis-filled Bosley getting ready to go on his first date. (laughs) Who does he go out with first? I can't remember. I think it's uh, Catherine Damon, uh, Charlotte from Soap. Yeah, I don't remember, honestly. I can't remember. Yeah, I think because they were in the the lounge. Oh, I think you're right. Having a drink, and then she got upset. And she didn't finish her drink, which upset me. Because it went to waste. I don't like to waste. You pour it in your purse and bring it back to the room. I don't know if, if, if those cruise ships are all-inclusive or not, but I was really upset that she left almost an entire drink and then left the bar. Oh You're wild. I would have at least taken it with me back to my room. Well, these are the parts, though, where he was showing some real humanity, though. And he was sort of like, well, not sort of. He was really like literally helping these women. I don't know that that was his intention. I guess that's the interesting part of this is that he was sort of like the shoulder to cry on or something for all of them. Each of which, well, except for like your favorite. She she wasn't like. Nah, she was out for a good time. Yeah, but she did have something. She did have a marriage that was not so hot. Right. And so it was just he's sort of like the bridge to sort of their own like like freedom or something awakening like that. yeah yeah he was a little bit therapist a little bit maybe he wasn't intending that when he got on the cruise but that's what he ended up being a toast salud amor y besitas tiempo para gustales sounds lovely would you care to translate yeah up to the lips here, past the gums. Look out, stomach. Here it goes. <laughs> no, it really means health, love, and money and time to enjoy them. It's been a long while since I've enjoyed anything. My husband died two years ago. Well, you're a desirable woman who obviously had a good experience in marriage. There's no reason why you can't have another satisfying relationship. There was only one man for me. That's impossible. Of course, it won't be exactly the same, but it will be good in its own way. Also, I'm, I'm not um, vibing on this episode so much because I had Grant Good even such high esteem that I hated <laughs> to see him behaving in the way that he's behaving on this ship. 
like a 1950s husband. Yeah, because it's just like, she's so nice, his wife. And there's just so much about them that is mind-blowing because he's already been in the military and then now they're on sort of like some sort of like latent honeymoon or something and she's excited to tell him some really, really important news. How about a toast? To my wife, the most wonderful girl in the world. And to you, the best husband anybody ever had. something else to celebrate. I can't believe I forgot to tell you. I got a promotion. Hey, that's great, honey. They want to make me a buyer for the whole store. Well, I'm going to take it. Well, why wouldn't I? I thought now that I'm back, you'd want to spend a little more time at home. Oh, but Dave, this is such a great opportunity. Well, they all have such faith in me. Look, I know I could be good at this. Of course you would. You'd be good at anything you tried. But the thing that you're best at is being my wife. Boy, did I brag about you to my buddies overseas. I told those guys you can cook up a Sunday dinner that would put the Ritz to shame. And that you've got a shape that makes Charlie's Angels look like Hogan's hero. You wanna dance? I thought you wanted to talk. I'm gonna change my mind. Something bothering you? Let's just dance, okay? Sure, sure. And he just does not want to hear that, right? Right. He was expecting to come home to this wife that was going to cook and clean and have babies, basically. Yeah, their grand plan of having a child at the age of 24. I know. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry if you are like that, people who had children in our, Michelle and I, uh, our eyes, like, early. That would be early. That would That's just, like, so crazy to me. You know what I mean? And that's, like, 24 years old. That's just, like, rushing into adulthood, in my opinion. And that's what he's bummed out about, that she's potentially going to take on a job. Well, that's I think it's interesting that a woman wrote this episode clearly because she was trying to promote women working, working wife, a working mom, a career woman. Probably in you know, the era prior to the 70s, a lot of women did get married very young and stay home and have children and take care of the home and their families. So I think part of this part of the, the episode was just kind of like pushing the point that women want to work, women want to have careers, too. And they can do both. No, that's why it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, was, she he, wasn't saying she didn't want to. No. And then maybe he they kind of put him a little over the top to kind of be the, the antagonist to her wanting to work or whatever. Michelle. Yes. El mucho gusto la biblioteca de corazón. What? It means... You have an extraordinary face. <laughs> Did he say that, Bosley? <laughs> he does. He speaks weird <laughs> Spanish at some point. I don't know it was, if it was during that part. But on his date with the other person whose names I'm getting all mixed up, she was the taller, uh, dark-haired person of the group. Bonnie. Yeah. His line for her is, You know, you've got an extraordinary face. And you have an extraordinary line. Don't you ever let your guard down? Well, when you play the singles game for a long time, you hear a lot of lines and a lot of promises. And you end up using a lot of Kleenex. I know what you mean. And uh, you cry when it's over. Bonnie, all men are not made of stone. I've been in love. And yes, you're darn right I've cried. But I've learned something from it. You can't become so afraid of 
getting hurt again that you run from something that could be right. My problem is I've always been afraid. I'm still afraid. And that's the thing. Most of the women, like, they... they kind of are laughing at his lines and they know it but for some reason they're finding it somewhat like benign and charming they are and for some reason he's just the right guy at the right time i mean for all three of these women would that work on you you have an extraordinary face (laughs) i would take that as an insult (laughs) you'd grab your drink you wouldn't leave it there you take your drink and go back to the room yeah i would not throw it in his face you take his drink i I was just gonna say i would take his drink and my drink and then i would go back to my room (laughs) (laughs) but the dates are going well for him i mean thank goodness it wasn't you on the ship because these women are just completely uh at ease and happy to hear what he has to say because shortly after that is is date number three and at that point we may have even passed it you're correct when you said that Brett Summers just goes back to his cabin immediately. <laughs> she is not hesitating and at all. what is his cabin number? It's like 827? 8271. Yeah, 8271. The grossest room on the cruise this time around. <laughs> Did you notice, too, like the cool B-roll of the dolphins when they were... Um... No. No. <laughs> About to have their picnic lunch on the deck. No, I didn't. Yes. I didn't at all. I heard them mention the dolphins, but oh, I didn't Oh, yeah, see it was them. like right before there was like a B-roll of like... I don't know what you call them, a herd, a pack yeah. of dolphins. <laughs> a murder of dolphins. <laughs> hey, remember when we were in Florida and we saw dolphins that one time? And we thought they were sharks at first. <laughs> <laughs> we were eating key lime pie and they're like, we thought it was sharks, right? No. Right. It was pretty cool, though, yeah. actually. It was pretty good. Because <laughs> we were watching Shark Week at the same time. We were in Florida. <laughs> hey, um, Michelle. Hey. I don't know where to go next. <laughs> well, we could go back to like, as the... The day pro the night progresses. They are we are in your favorite place, the disco lounge. We are. Yeah. And Why? did you notice your guy was there dancing? No, I didn't. he is there. He was there dancing. <laughs> no, I didn't. I. That's he's like my Waldo now. Like I have to look for him. He's in every episode, basically. Well, you're gonna need to like go back and snap a photo so people can see this, just in case they're it's not very, familiar. I, it's just the back of his head, but you know that it's him. I didn't see him. You know what I did see is one of my favorite things also on the ship, one of the regular occurring things is when the entire crew gets together to come up with a plan. <laughs> That's my favorite. I, it is. I love it. I love when they're all together and they're all like doing something and figuring something out. So they're concerned about these Flim Flam brothers. None of them, except for Captain Steubing, thinks that it's real. So they gather together. I think we're in the captain's. The captain's quarters first. Yeah, my favorite place, too, because it's cool. Mm-hmm. And they're they're trying to figure out what to do. But the captain is very level-headed and very by the book, and he does not agree. There's nothing wrong with Mr. Nash's back. I stake my reputation on it. What we need to do is to prove that Mr. Nash isn't really hurt. All we've got to do is find a way to make him stand up. How about sneaking into his cabin and playing the national anthem? <laughs> I could put some prune juice in his pina colada. <laughs> hold it, hold it. You're all forgetting the possibility that Mr. Nash is really hurt. Any attempt to prove otherwise could really make him worse. Then we'd really have a lawsuit. I want Mr. Nash made as comfortable as possible. He's to be treated like a VIP. Yeah, very ingenious phony. (laughs) Isaac, 
you will please take the gentleman a bottle of our best champagne with my compliments. Our foreign best or our domestic best? Domestic. In case there's a remote possibility, I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, wait, did, did they, I, I can't even remember, did he have a neck brace on in this one? No. <laughs> well, I just figured, why wouldn't they use that? You know, why, why did they not have... Because he hurt his back, not his neck. Ah. Uh, he was in a wheelchair at some point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would be so mad at my brother because you were wasting this entire cruise in a wheelchair number one. Yeah, that's true. So you couldn't go to Mazatlan. Yeah, but he doesn't, you know, in the brother's defense, do you want to be a cough drop salesman for the rest of your life? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's a lozenge like salesman. <laughs> That's his job, and he just is telling him, "You don't want to do that forever." So this is his plan. We're gonna, we're gonna sue huh. our way to riches. Perhaps he had the foresight to see that a lozenge salesman would not be in the future, because <laughs> who knew such a job even existed? But you know what I kept thinking of though too for Bosley. Uh-oh. Do you remember the Dan Aykroyd character on early SNL? Fred Garvin, male prostitute. <laughs> Fred Garvin. Yes. He reminded you of that? Yeah, that he was like this middle-aged guy who like if he were to disrobe, he'd have like those garters on like on his to keep his socks up. What's that? That's my noise of I don't want to picture that. Oh, why? <laughs> Your lady did. Brett Summers was but good she was to go. Older. I don't know. That's what I'd like to know what their ages were about on this one. Probably all she is 32. old. Like no, because I was looking up their ages. I don't know how old Bosley was, but um, the other t- two women, the the younger youngest was the tall one. Brett Summers was born in 1924, so she's very old. Hmm. I mean, older. Yeah. Well, then she looked good. I mean, like because if she was older, she well, didn't... she's probably thirty, but she's <laughs> twenty-four. Well, that's got to the out of the age oh, zone. Seventy-four. Exactly. She's fifty. So, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm goals. Let's get back to uh, Grant Goodeven, his wife. Let's, because they're they're struggling on this cruise. Thanks to Grant. Yeah, because he doesn't like her modern ways. But then they're just having a discussion, right, in the moonlight. Yeah, they have some heavy, pretty good scenes together. Hey, Dave. I've been thinking about that a lot, and um. I'd like to wait a while before we start our family. We're young, we have all the time in the world ahead of us, and I really want to take that job. I just don't get you, Laura. I used to know you inside out, and suddenly you're a total stranger. Look, I've handled a lot of responsibility in the last couple of years. I grew up, I can't pretend that didn't happen. What about me? I've had two years of growing up, too. Two years of thinking about what I want. A home, a family perfectly normal isn't it of course if two people want it at the same time lots of women want what i want laura fine if all those women are lined up waiting for you why don't you go find one i did what god i didn't mean for it to come out like that it was in turkey I was lonely. I was... You were human. I know how that feels. Thanks for understanding, for... for being you. Dave. I 
was human too. What did you say? I was giving everything I had to mom. I guess I needed someone to give something back. And I trusted you. I trusted you. Hey, don't see. So here's what I don't get. He admits to having an affair first, and then she does. But then he gets super upset that she had one, and then she's supposed to be okay that he had one? Classic double standard. He just couldn't take it. And again, when you think about the, honestly, like we, we talk about age and we joke about age, but 24, you're still really young. You know? I know. And like, like that's a lot of life to be hurled at you at that time. Well, no, and she was taking care of her mother. Right, which is a completely um, vulnerable, emotional, difficult time. And then he's gone for a full two years. Yeah, but he couldn't handle it. And that made sense to me. I mean, I, I, I thought that that was really good. I, good is not a great way to describe it. <laughs> well, I, I just thought it was good writing as far as how that well, would no, take place. I a guy would that. get upset. I'm just pointing out. Oh, well, you were making it sound like you you took issue with that. I do, but I mean, like you said, that's typical of a man, I guess. Okay, now I'm misunderstanding you because I'm thinking like you're saying like that didn't make sense to you, but it makes sense to you. I mean, it's it was just... like unfair, I guess. Maybe I worded it incorrectly. Oh, of course. Yeah, no. Uh, then <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, yes, absolutely. It's unfair. It's not right. But it, I thought it was really good because I believe that that's exactly what would happen. And then oh, he yeah. storms off and she's being incredibly tolerant of this whole thing. You know, she's trying super hard mm-hmm. to be open-minded, to be, um, you know, patient with him and accepting of his sort of like behavior. Absolutely. And she has like, she, I think, I don't know if it's before or after, but again, we half jokingly, but half seriously talk about how much we like the captain. And he, again, is like really, really solid on this and gives some pretty awesome advice across the board. But he gives her a little something, I do believe, first. Meryl, can I talk to you? I've got a little problem. Oh. Is your cabin okay? Or do you want to have dinner at a different table? You know, I do have some pool. No, it's um, Oh, well, first of all, you know that I love him more than anything. I mean, I want to be his wife for the rest of my life. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a problem to me. It's just that I do want a chance to do some things on my own. Of course you do. If only Dave felt the same way, then maybe I wouldn't have to feel so... Laura... What you have to do is ask for what you want, or you're never going to get it. If you can't be honest with Dave, who can you be honest with? Thanks. Michelle, I'm starting to feel bad. Why? Because I'm starting to think I was too harsh on this episode. Now that we're reliving this together, this is actually kind of an empowering episode. For For women. women, yeah, for women. If you recall, I do believe, you may have mentioned already, that Brett Summers just, she doesn't hesitate. She jumps in the sack with Bosley right away. And when she returns the morning after, the other two roommates are kind of giving her a hard time mm-hmm. about what she had done, but not in a bad way, just in kind of like a razzing way. And then they all kind of have like this heart to heart with one another that is basically encouraging each other to not hesitate. Right, kind of let loose, relax, live your life. Exactly. That's really kind of cool. I think so. It is very women-centric this time. 
yeah, I just can't take the Bosley thing. <laughs> I just think like like I was saying, like if Grant Goodeve was the guy, like they had a younger guy doing it, it would make more sense for me. But maybe it was kind of better to have him doing it because it's not some knockout guy. True. And it would you take it like a little slow getting back, you know, into the game or whatever it is. I thought that that part was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The only one I wasn't clear on was the the taller woman uh did they actually go all the way they all did Mm -hmm. i do believe they all did in their own way in their own time Mm -hmm. and she was the one who for whatever reason was i don't i didn't understand her the most because the one woman had lost a husband the other one had a bad marriage and i don't remember i think just maybe she just overall didn't have great experiences yeah i think she just couldn't trust men from bad relationships was basically her her issues yeah, but I think it was after that talk that she did finally realize she, she mm-hmm. mustered up the courage to, you know, get past that. And that was sort of like her personal turning point. Vinny? Oh, hi. I have something to say. And if I don't say it all at once, I probably won't be able to say it at all. So don't stop me, or I'll never say it. Remember when I said I was afraid? Afraid of men? Afraid of hurt, afraid, afraid it would always end before it had a chance to begin. Well, I'm not afraid anymore. Not if it means losing a chance to know somebody like you. But then that night, they all come to the conclusion that he is the same guy that they've all been with. Well, yeah, how did that unfold? Like, because he was in the room with that Charlotte, and then, like, they came to the door, and he he realized that it was all three of them. And then at some point, he he consults Doc to see if there was any way off the ship. Oh, uh, excuse me, Doctor. Is there some way that I can uh, get off this ship? Uh, it's, it's an emergency. Well, I don't suppose it could have anything to do with the lovely ladies in cabin uh, A278. Could it? Oh, don't tell me I'm the last one to know their roommates. See, I just don't want to hurt them. I mean, they're they're the most wonderful. They're well, they're the sweetest. You really like them all, don't you? Oh, I love them all. Well, why not level with them? Oh, uh, I do that. I, I louse up three lives. Well, then there's only one thing left to do. What? Swim for it. <laughs> Doc was a little bit impressed, I thought, though, with his... I think he was jealous. Like, (laughs) this guy was treading on his territory. (laughs) It's true. But later on, um, Bosley's, like, with that Charlotte person, I think, in the dining room, and then the other two women see that she's with him, and then the women... clicks. Yeah, they realize that they all had been with the same dude. So then they uh, set him up, basically, because he's supposed to be meeting Charlotte in their room yes this is the thing that truly threw me this ending was really confusing to me it it just was so strange in my opinion even though like again like this is some sort of liberating thing for these women (laughs) he goes to charlotte's room the lights are all out he can't see and they're all laying in wait for him (laughs) oh boy look uh, look, i i know what you're thinking I'm a skunk. I, I, I used you. I'm, I'm a typical macho pig. I, I don't f- suppose it would probably make any difference if I told you that I, I fell in love three times. We know. Huh? We know. McNair, 
One thing women recognize is sensitivity. They see so little of it. Of course, she came on like a cruise ship cowboy. But you never lied about it. You said flat out what you were. You never pushed any of us into anything. Actually, it was the reverse. We grabbed you. I was hitting on you from the moment we met. And you know what? I'm glad because we had a wonderful time. I don't regret one moment of it. I think if I live to be 105, I'll still remember that terrific picnic on the deck. And I'll remember the moment I stopped living for something that was gone from my life. I can start all over now. And I'll remember not feeling scared to go after what I want in life. And I'll always thank you for that. say, uh, except uh, you're all uh, wonderful, and uh, uh, and goodbye, McNair. I love you. So long, McNair. I mean, Cornelius. So then, Michelle, at the end of this, when they're all, like, saying, I love you to him. That part was weird. Like, like you could be thankful that he, like, opened your eyes, kind of got you past some, like, roadblocks in your, like, relationship part of your life. Yeah. But to just say that you loved him was a stretch to me. That was weird. Yeah. I think that's what got me. That's That was just what was that's really That's fair bizarre. enough. Because yeah. they could have just been, like, thankful or whatever. And But to say each one of them to to say that they loved him was odd. You know what? The only thing I care about is Sonny Bono ending (laughs) up with Judy Landers. And he is so overwhelmed by love that he admits to her at, at this point of the cruise that he really wasn't injured at all. And because she's just a sweet, simple minded, beautiful, beautiful angel from above, she was very upset because he had misled her. But is she simple-minded? Because at the end of the cruise ship, yes, she does an impressive trick. She, that was a trick? Yeah. She, I believe it was a trick. I believe because she wanted him to just, she still liked him and she still wanted to be with him. Well, what's the trick? She fell, right? She dropped her bag in front of herself and then tripped over her bag to make him come running to her. And then he rushed out of the mm-hmm. wheelchair. I tell you, Captain, that man's back is as healthy as yours and mine, or I'll turn in my tongue to press to the ANA. I saw the man crawling for help with my own eyes, Doctor. Now, his suit against this company, in my estimation, is justified. Case closed. And they say crime doesn't pay. What? I uh, understand, sir. Say what? Crime doesn't pay, sir. Wait a baby. Oh, honey, are you all right? to get back into your wheelchair, Harold. Oh, forget the wheelchair. It's, well, it's you I need. Mm, and you I love and I want to be with you. Well, forever. What a miraculous recovery, Mr. Nash. And in front of witnesses. <laughs> what can I tell you? His, his back is back. <laughs> now, about your negligence suit against the company. Oh, that. Well, uh, why don't we just forget that, Captain? Uh, like they say in basketball, you know? No harm, no foul, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I'll be seeing you. Not on my ship, sir. And then the gig was up. It's jig. Jig. The jig was up. 
We're not on the one where he's Alice Cooper yet. The gig's not until that one. I can't wait. Let me re- and the jig was up. Yeah. Marty was upset. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was very upset. And the captain admitted he was wrong. Yes, you were right after all. Well, sir, it takes a great man to admit that he was wrong. I didn't say I was wrong. I said you were right. Michelle, mm-hmm. when you come back from Turkey and you think you're ready to have a family and a little homemaker in the kitchen, <laughs> fixing up your eggs and bacon in the morning Ugh. and putting on the diapers on the children in the evening, you're all confused. You're all mixed up. The only thing you can really do is talk to the Godfather. <laughs> because the captain comes through again. Yes. And after Grant Goodeve with his pride completely damaged. Weird Bing Crosby sweater. And his long sides that cover the entire side of his head. <laughs> he goes off to the captain under the, the or totally convinced that the marriage is over. And the captain, man, he's just the best. He's so full of knowledge. Oh, and life. Life experiences. Yeah. Oh, wisdom <laughs> beyond compare. Why? Now do you see why I have a crush on him? Yeah, I do. And you know what? He references, not by name, Stacy Scoggs Craggs. <laughs> if anyone remembers, what was that, like the first episode? I think so. Where Captain Merrill Steubing's Bonnie Franklin, his original wife, came on. <laughs> Stacy Scoggs Craggs or whatever <laughs> Remember what <laughs> it's the best. And um, he gives him some killer, killer advice. Hey! Hey! What's going on? Laura, it's over with Laura and me. What's this all about? And while I was gone, Laura was with someone else. My wife slept with another man. Well, you were gone a long time, Dave. What's that got to do with anything? In two years in Turkey, didn't you ever reach out, need somebody? Of course I did. It was different. Oh. I think you're using this as an excuse to break up your marriage. Come on, Meryl. I mean it. I think what you really can't handle is the fact that Laura can stand on her own, make decisions for herself. I think you feel she doesn't need you like she used to. Great. How can you possibly know how I feel? Because I've been there. I was in love with my wife. I let it all go down the drain. If I knew then what I know now. Look, Dave, you both made a mistake. You hurt each other. You can't undo that. What you have to do is use it. Learn from it. Go past it. Talk to Laura. She's a wonderful girl. No. A wonderful woman. Don't lose her like I lost Stacy. Then he dramatically, like, leaves Greg Goodeve in his study and retires to his sleeping quarters, I which tried. I thought was weird. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I tried 15 times to take a picture of Grant Goodeve's weird facial expression at this point, and I can't. I have not captured it yet, but he looks like sourpuss sad, like in the greatest of ways. It's my favorite shot from the entire episode. I have to, I'm, I'm getting out the big guns and pulling out the Panasonic to take a better picture of it. But yeah, he's got a lot to think about. But soon after that, he just heads straight to the room and it worked. 
Mm-hmm. The captain talked some real sense into this lad's head based on his own life experience, basically telling him not to make the same mistake. Right. And he was wise not to do so because this wife of his really is amazing. And she's just sitting, waiting around, and she's completely forgiving of him and his tantrums. She is, and they just decide to wipe the slate clean and move on. Laura? Laura? Dave, I'm sorry. Hey, no sorries. Listen, I've got some things to learn about being a husband. But if you just give me a chance, you know. <laughs> and about this other stuff, you just forget it ever happened. Oh, no, I don't think that we should. I think we should talk about it. Get it out and get rid of it so it can never hurt us again. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared, too. Maybe, you know what? Right now, we're halfway there. So, like, on a, like, on a scale of, like, delicious chilled shrimp cocktail to ham on a pineapple what what do you give this episode michelle swedish meatballs all right right in the middle right in the middle i think that's pretty yeah i i, I agree with you 100 <laughs> percent. Um, yeah this was kind of a strange episode but in hindsight there were some pretty heavy lessons being learned on this one that were kind of cool i don't know who's next do you have any idea who's on the next episode? no i don't i can look really quick yeah, please do. All right, looking ahead at the next episode. Please give me something good. Oh, speaking of soap. Oh, Richard Mulligan is on. Oh, I know what's on. It we Mackenzie start Phillips. the molestation era. Oh, red buttons. Red buttons, you guys. And I am not making light of that. He is a dirty old man. And from what I remember, he is pursuing Julie in the grossest of ways. It isn't uh uh Gopher and drag? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I don't think so. I guess I'll have to watch it and see. Oh my gosh. We are in for it, ladies and gentlemen. Another great episode coming up. So until then, I am Sean. <laughs> and I'm Michelle. <laughs> Captain Stubing, Captain Stubing, please come to the bridge. And we are Loving, loving the, the Love, love Boat. boat.